Hey folks, welcome to episode 208 of Biomast. Uh, we are packing it in tonight for a, uh, a short but uh, fairly meaty kind of episode tonight. We're going to talk a little bit about uh, the new Deadpool movie. No, no major spoilers, although that's incredibly hard to do nowadays. Uh, a little bit about uh, how things are tying in for the Marvel Universe, or really the, the greater Marvel slash Sony slash all things not DC Universe. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about a couple games in particular. Uh, we've got some thoughts on uh, a Titanfall re- rework, or not a rework, but so much as a replay. Uh, we're also getting into a little bit of additional thoughts on the Destiny 2 Warmind expansion. Uh, Pokey talked a lot about that last week, but we're going to touch uh, briefly on uh, some of the things it means for maybe the state of the game. Um, additionally... We are going to discuss a little bit about Overwatch by We I Mean Zell. Uh, there is a new map coming that looks actually pretty cool based on a real life uh, sort of location. Uh, and other than that, uh, I think that's going to cover the majority of the topics. I think we got an EVE Online update from our resident EVE guy in the form of Bait. So without further ado, folks, let's go ahead and get some introductions. So as I said, my name is Jason. I'm also one of the uh, purveyors here at uh, Biomast. And I am accompanied by Bait. What's up, everybody? My name is Bait. I'm a Florida man. And uh, as Jay said, I am the Resident Eve dude. Uh, currently, I am playing Metal Gear Solid Five. Ooh, way back. Yeah. Yeah, it's free this month on Xbox. So I, uh, I, I decided to sit down and watch it over the weekend. And so that's going really good. I kind of okay, like it. Okay. Awesome. Uh, Zell? I am Soraya Zell. Um, I am also a co-host here on the show. Um, I tend to play Here's the Storm as kind of my go-to with my friends. And um, I uh, had had the fun and exciting task of uh, changing the headlight bulbs in my in my car today, which was fun. Oh, you actually like used like tools and worked with your hands and stuff that had to be a novel experience oh it's a it's a toyota so you really don't need any tools it's all it's all little plastic clips but um it it actually um there's i I put a couple dents in my hands trying to uh to open the dang thing and and i don't know if they're gonna go away anytime soon oh goodness okay okay car do you drive a rav4 that's oh, not a that's car. Not a, the, the second most common vehicle in America, more or less. Is it really? I it it might I it be most common vehicle in America. I see I see I see no, other Rav fours all over the place. I no, was totally I totally had you down as like a Prius guy. Oh, dude, gosh, 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 drives no. Toyota, no, 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 no like Prius that drives. Um, my uh, uh, my family used to have a Prius V, which is like a, a, a like a bigger hatchback Prius, and that thing drove like a golf cart. I, I literally you'd floor it, you'd floor it, it just trying to yeah you, you'd like floor it and you're just like I need to hit I want to hit 25 miles per hour that's the minimum speed on this road those cars do not go um no they they do make a hybrid Rav4 but uh, it's expensive and I'm cheap well now I can kind of work with that uh all right so I guess we can kick it right off like we usually do with a little bit of uh, random movie stuff so. We will not give our our kind of normal rule here on Biomass. We wait about two weeks before we go like hardcore spoilers, but um, we will talk a little bit about Deadpool 2, which uh, is out this weekend, and it is apparently doing quite well in the theaters, uh, from what I understand, just doing a little online look in terms of uh, the numbers they're getting for opening weekend right now. But uh, I think I've seen it, Bait's seen it, or no, Bait hasn't no. seen it, but Zell has, right? Yeah. Okay, and, 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 uh, and Pokey, Pokey has seen well. it, yeah. but he's uh, his internet company hates him, so um, true. he might make it in here later. He might not. Okay, well, um, so I'll put you on the spot, Zell. What are your what's your hot take on Deadpool two? I this is this is a this is an eight or nine easily on on the scale. Um, definitely one of those movies where where the sequel was I, I would say as good. Um, as as the first one um one of the things that i kind of like i I feel like doesn't get enough credit sometimes is that um you know they 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 did a lot of trailer content in like before the movie it did not ruin any of this movie that's true that's very true and and i think one of the reasons that they get away with that is is you could tell and they did the same thing for the first one is uh there were a lot of jokes that they recorded like several different variations of and so like 
the the jokes that they used in the trailers were not always the actual the same jokes that they used in the actual movie but the same like the same feel was there you know yeah no like absolutely the, the trailers yeah. did not d- d- deprive you at all um but but it was it was it was great um so absolutely enjoyed it um there's there's probably one thing I want to talk about once we can talk about spoilers. Um, okay. And and um, I, I obviously won't get into it, but um, just in terms of where the movie kind of sets its expectations in in a certain regard, and I think delivers in a very different fashion. Um, uh, the the mid credit scenes are by far the like there there are times like especially with some of the Marvel movies like you'll sit there through ten minutes of credits. And then, like the thing at the end, you're like, "Oh, that was it. That was what I waited ten minutes for." The, the, this one well worth it. <laughs> the the mid credit sequence in this is perhaps the best like Easter egg credits content I've ever seen in a movie. Period. I will I will have to say that, that it was a it was the funniest uh you know credits oriented sort of stinger. It might have been the funniest part of the entire movie though. Like, that's it distinctly might very possible. well have been the funniest part of the movie like I, I i think that if if the movie was was a a, a star or a half a star below that the high end it it bumped it up that far just just once that sequence went through i totally agree so the, the long story short um in terms of the movie like the the broad spectrum of the plot i think everybody kind of gets it it's you know it's picking up very much where where deadpool uh the movie lays off or the original movie movie laid off, and uh, I, you can tell they had a, you know a bigger budget to work with this time. And I think based on the success of that first movie, they were actually I think allowed to take even more chances, which I think has worked out in their favor in this movie. I would tend to agree with Zell that this was I viewed this one at least as good as the original Deadpool, and there were a couple instances where I thought it was maybe a little bit better. Uh, and I think where it was better was probably more along the lines of they were kind of allowed to kind of sort of quote unquote really go for it in a couple areas, uh, particularly in how they were sort of making fun of some things. Uh, there are more than a few interesting cameos and Easter eggs that are dotted throughout this. And not unlike Infinity Wars, this movie works really well if you actually have a pretty deep understanding of pop culture. Uh, particularly in terms of either Ryan Reynolds or a lot of the, the Marvel movies and, you know, kind of Marvel stuff generally, it, it works real, real well. And in fact, it, it, they, they spare nobody. They take schwacks at everybody in this movie and it's usually done really well. So, and in fact, I will say this, there was, there's a, there was definitely a couple of things in the movie that, at, that, it, that did surprise me. I was not, that I was not prepared to see. Uh, and, and it was a, you know, good surprises. So overall, Ryan Reynolds, he very much owns that character, uh, and, and is did very well. So you kind of, it's kind of a bit of a revenge flick. Uh, I can't spoil a whole lot on that one, but it works out pretty well. There is a couple neat new characters in there. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about Cable specifically, but that uh, you know Ryan Reynolds, Reynolds is not a bad actor. He actually does a pretty good job uh, in in a lot in most things he's in, and this actually they they do. You know, it's like 85-90%, you know, action over the top comedy stuff. And then there's that 10 or 15% that that Reynolds does a really good job of weaving in where it shows the almost like sort of really what's going on, like several layers below the the, the surface of Deadpool that, that it's easier, I think, easier to get through in the comics some de- to some degree than it is on uh, on the movie screen. In terms of like what he's really going through and what he's really thinking and what he's uh, and sort of the emotional part of the like the sort of mature serious part about it, so they they balance that really well. I thought the they did Cable very well. They poke fun at the fact that he's not like seven foot tall like he's written in the comic books, which is is kind of funny. Um, but Josh Brolin, very good guy, very good actor. He does a pretty good job job of being cable i think uh and it, it played off well i think zazie beats uh who plays domino kind of stole that she definitely did really really well in that movie i was a little concerned uh i've not really seen her in anything else but and i'm a big fan of domino it's one of my favorite kind of marvel characters but uh they did her real well 
So overall, yeah, I would I would good. agree. She was very well played. Yeah, no, I was I was pretty impressed by that overall. So uh, they go through the movie. You have a lot of different a lot of different things going on. Ultimately, if you know anything about Deadpool and Cable, there's going to be some odd couple stuff going on. There's going to be some uh, some you know sort of almost um, you know ter- James Cameron Terminator type vibes to it because that's very much the, where the cable the character of Cable was. That was a bit of an homage to those movies, uh, or at least they, the original they, movie. And they, and they threw in a think, joke yeah. in there too. Yeah. So it's overall, I, I thought it was really, really well done. Uh, I've got to ask what, like uh, if you, if you were going to spoil exactly one joke other than the mid, than the mid credit scene, Zell, what would you spoil if you had one joke? I can't do it. I can't do it. I swear to God, if you do it, I would. I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. You're, you're just, you're gonna have to wait to to talk about these. Like, yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. Damn right you are. Okay, we won't spoil anything for you, bait. Oh, thank you. Well, at least not on air, but I'll certainly type a lot of shit in Skype to you. <laughs> no, I, I won't do that. It, it is. This is literally. This is a good. This literally is a very good movie to kind of go in with your with your eyes, sort of. Uh, you know, not having seen some of the things, because uh, it, it'll definitely make make the movie better in terms of the humor and stuff like that. So, I, overall, really good job by the guys with uh, Deadpool too. Uh, so, I hats off to them. I think they're gonna have a successful movie, and I think it does set up an X Force movie very well, which I don't think was a big surprise. Uh, and and I think that actually could work out really well. And there's also some really good hooks into the actual X Men universe now. So I mean, we'll we'll kind of leave that one until we till we get into a deeper discussion on Deadpool. So any other closing thoughts on it? I I, I don't know if um, if you guys saw this, but did you see the pictures going around that were um, uh, the covers of some of these uh, classic, if you will, movies that had been um, redone? So the Deadpool yes, was like yes. the, was the center yes. of oh my god, some of those, those, were, those were really good. The marketing for these movies is absolutely amazing. Props to those guys for sure. Yeah, they definitely they have got a marketing plan down that mm-hmm. is, is quite good, like really, really, really good. Zell, any other thoughts? No, I'm good. Okay, all right. Well, I'm gonna still turn it over to Zell, and he's gonna talk a little bit about uh, some Overwatch. Gosh dang it, I can't escape. All right. Um, so just uh, the the kind of fairly short news is that uh, they have a new uh, map for the deathmatch mode, which is kind of one of the arcade only. Modes not kind of their mainstream thing, um, but the map is called uh, Petra, and they just listed it as coming soon. Um, usually that means it's a week or two off. I don't know. I like the the big other thing is that the Overwatch anniversary event, which is I believe its second year anniversary, um, is uh, starts on May twenty third, twenty second. So it's already started by the time you listen to this episode. Um, and it extends for a few different few weeks. Um, so I'm not sure if this is, map is going to be in for the event or if it's going to come in sometime during or after the event. But usually with, with Blizzard, when they announce this stuff, they're usually pretty quick to bring it uh, bring it to full release. Um, that's really all I got. It's just so short, short you, update. Can you tell us a little bit about the map itself? Uh, there's a pretty cool video of it. Yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll put it in the, the show notes. Um, it's a uh, kind of a ancient city-ish feel, like kind of some ruins. And but as with as with many Overwatch maps, like they, it's got like this, you know, fairly old stone, you know, stone architecture type thing. But then it's got various pieces of technology in there, and and you know, set up and, um, yeah. Okay, so the map is called Petra, and what, one of the interesting things about this one is I've actually been to the real ruins in Petra, uh, believe it or not. So it's actually kind of based about based on a a real location, which is which is kind of neat. Uh, and and just the quick video they show is again like most things Blizzard does, very very polished, looks good. I think it's gonna be a I think it's going to be an interesting map have you heard anything about any new characters coming out or anything other than that for their uh for their anniversary i i haven't as of yet usually usually the anniversary event is just straight up um you know skins and stuff like that they don't they they generally try to 
try to do heroes kind of outside their their holiday events and those tend to come you know obviously fairly infrequently um and uh uh brigitte wasn't too long ago i guess i i believe she just made it into like pro play um oh, okay so other than that uh how would you say have you been kind of keeping up with overwatch from a like an esports standpoint or i, I mean it's obviously still going strong not too. really I, I definitely have like I, I and this is the weird thing is i'll be on you know social media and i'll see people like messaging out you know that they're watching you know various games so there's definitely people who are into it i'm i'm not too big into esports myself so okay so uh any other closing thoughts on overwatch before we move on no it was a short one sorry okay all right no problem so let's talk a little uh, just a little bit of a follow-up in terms of the uh, destiny 2 warmind update and again this you know pokey covered this uh, a lot of the meat and potatoes of it last week so that's not really what i'm going to do is kind of uh you know, kind of, kind of rehash that, but I, you know, I've been playing it, uh, you know, pretty, pretty heavy for about a week and a half now. Uh, well, two weeks now, I guess, since it's been out the, um, the, the big, the, the big thing I kind of just wanted to talk about, and I was, I was wishing I was kind of on the show last week to do this, but, uh, general thoughts, the story missions, it's, I would say it's a little bit better than curse of Osiris, uh, at very well done in terms of, uh, how they've structured the story campaign. They they have been doing a lot of crazy retcon weird stuff with the lore, which I, I'm not... This is one of those games which, believe it or not, I actually really wish that they would take advantage of the Destiny universe that they've built a little bit more because it's almost like a... a it's definitely a character unto itself in the game. Uh, it's not bad, but they've definitely tuned some stuff up that I, I don't know that they they really should have done it. Uh, and maybe taking some options away from them later. Uh, so overall, exotic weapon tuning. Did Pokey talk a little bit about that last week? I don't recall the exact contents of what Pokey covered regarding Destiny 2. Okay. Because so, all Destiny-related discussion kind of seems to like it. It 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 doesn't it doesn't set in my brain well. It just kind of. Yeah, have, I'm just curious if you were going to guess how many hours of Destiny you've ever played, what would you say it is? I played about a half an hour of Destiny Two. Beta. That's probably why. So um, I'm probably getting into into like between D1, D2, you know, easy into the thousand hour, you know, kind of, kind of varietal for that one. Um, the exotic weapons that they put out, at least the, how they've tuned them, there's quite a few really nice updates that are that are really, really cool. Uh, they've, t they've taken a lot of very underperforming weapons, weapons that I thought were frankly not good. Like as in there were legendaries, there were quote unquote purples that were as good or better than the gold weapons, if you will. Uh, and they've definitely exotic them up. Uh, the, like the crimson hand cannon, which I was, I thought was horrible before the update is really good. Graviton Lance, which was kind of a neat idea and looked cool, sounded cool, but it was very meh. It is much, much better. They've done a lot of neat stuff, and they also added Masterworks to the exotics, which are kind of neat. It gives you another thing to chase where there's a lot of different mechanics on how these things, these catalysts will drop. You'll get a specific catalyst that's you know tuned for a weapon, and then it gives you a variety of things you have to do to, to basically unlock the Masterwork for the weapon. So uh, some of them you have to go through uh, nightfall strikes. Some of them I think are probably raids or yellow bar bosses, you know, like the big, you know, the, the heavy bosses. Some of them are uh, just doing random open world events and stuff like that. It drops, and you got to do a different thing. Like you got to get so many precision kills, so many uh, you know, kills generally, so many of this. Do it only on that planet or whatever, and then it unlocks a fairly significant upgrade upgrade for that weapon. Uh, that was kind of neat. So overall, pretty good. A couple of things that I think that they did exceptionally well that definitely only the hobbyists will see. There is a ton of secret squirrel stuff that they've locked away into this into this update. So there's a there's a lot of codes and hidden stuff and things that you can actually like hidden messages that you can figure out throughout the game. There's a lot of neat puzzles, uh, and I don't mean like mechanical in-game puzzles. I mean like actual puzzles you have to figure out. And then you can actually decode certain things going on in the game, messages that are left, uh, you know, in, in cipher, actual ciphers for you. 
And, and one of the cool things, they actually had one of them that went to real life, in real life, geocache coordinates, I think out in, uh, I want to say Washington or Oregon, that was a replica of the Valkyrie spear. It's like one of these new kind of special weapons that are in the, in the Warmind update. It's, it's not like an exotic you can carry around. It's literally, it's just tuned for only on Mars when you're operating around the, the Warmind. Um, but the, it's this really, really badass looking, you know, spear. These guys actually, somebody actually got the coordinates, figured out where it was, drove out there, and then went and found it like a little geocaching drill. And there was a big tube that was hidden in the ground with a Valkyrie spear and a letter from Bungie that said, hey, congratulations on being the first person to find it, blah, blah, blah. It was really neat. It was, it was actually pretty badass. That's the kind of stuff that'll that'll make, you know, definitely get a lot of the hobbyists back in. Um uh, the the things I really kind of wanted to talk about, it, it just all those things not bad. Uh, overall, the story missions well done. Way 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 too short. Way too short. You're talking like two hours, like if eating a sandwich, you know, at some point, in, you know, trying to run the missions. Uh, the bosses were built up really big, and they were on the same level as some of the bosses you had in D1 uh, in terms of how important they are. But you kill them in like ten minutes, and and it's not set up. They didn't set these guys up, and I think they kind of wasted them, frankly. But like I said, overall, the levels are really good. You know, some neat strikes came out of it. But one of the biggest things that I'm beefing about on this is I, there's a there's a soft level cap, a light, light level of 345 now. Uh, that soft cap is kind of hard. Um, and the jump to the, to the activities is deep so like when you do like the the strikes like the heroic strikes and the, the new uh kind of open world public event the escalation protocol you've got to be about 370 light to really really participate you know 385 is the actual upper cap 345 to 375 is hard and now if you don't have an idea about how destiny works that's there's like a character level but then there's your light level it's, it's effectively your power level um that is a really, really, really tough jump. And it is really tough if you are anything less than a hardcore hobbyist player. And you, you can kind of make an argument that, hey, well, you know, if you are either a solo cure or you uh, aren't like a no-lifer or a hobbyist or, you know, like the upper, you know, like 5% crew, then maybe that's okay. But it definitely shuts a lot of stuff out for you got guys like me, actually, like I'll, I'll hop on and in about, you know, an hour, a couple of a couple hours over the week, I can knock out all the milestones and all those sort of weekly activities in one night and I'm done and I don't touch the game again. Um, there's no reason for me to really play. There's nothing I want to chase uh, because my light level is so low. I can't get into a lot of the activities that, that I would normally try. And there's there is no effective queuing mechanism to hop into some of these things. It's it's really tough. So I, I think if they had like a better queuing mechanic where you, the guided games thing is not bad. If you're trying to jump in and to hop into a, a fire team to get some of the high, higher end stuff done and you can help kind of power level a little bit, but it's just, they just don't have a good mechanic right now. So that's one. And really the, at the end of the day, what I really kind of wanted to make a comment about is, is this really enough to keep the heartbeat going until a big expansion in September? Because uh, that's what Bungie is, you know, they're they're banking hard that their September update will be taking king size, and um, I don't know. I I, I kind of like some of the stuff they were doing uh, in with this update, but it's just it's asking a lot for people to hold on till September. And I'm when I'm saying asking a lot, I mean it's asking a lot. So I don't know. Um, I, I really wish that they would get get this game together because I really enjoy it. And there's a lot of cool things about the game, but they they came so far off the rails with Destiny 2 that uh, them fighting this back to a to a a viable state or you know something more than just viable is 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 tough to watch. It's really really tough to watch. Uh, so I don't know. I, I'm I'm overall. I, I, I got to give the expansion probably like a C plus, maybe a B minus. Is it enough to get me playing every week again? Probably not. But is, is it enough to, to make me pay a little bit more attention to it? Yeah, I'd say, I'd say it probably is. 
so that's that's generally my thoughts on Destiny too. Um, I, it would have been probably better if Pokey were uh, here or I was there last week, so, so I could have kind of uh, talked a little bit more about it at length with him. Uh, since I don't think either you got Bait. I don't think you're a big Destiny player either, right? No, I don't think Bait is. Uh, all right. Oh, sorry, wrong button. Yeah, no, the only Destiny oh, I played was the go. Beta for two, uh, and I was not impressed. Yeah, and I don't blame you. It was not. It was not. Not a lot to write home about. No. Uh, Which is okay, sad okay. because I want to like that game. I I want that game to do well, but eh. well, you know, I, I will say this: like just going, if you just played the campaign, um, in in D two, if you played all the way through the campaign, you would probably, you definitely get your, you would enjoy that. You would be okay with that. The okay. the problem they ran into ultimately, where the where the wheels came off hard, was the minute you got done with the campaign. Uh, that was, that was definitely where the problem was with destiny, destiny Two, mind you. Uh, and, and they have struggled like they are on the struggle bus hard right now with this game. Uh, I, I think they, they Bungie is optimistic that they can get it to where they want it and maybe where some, you know, some segment of the fans want it, but you know, like I said, they're, they're banking heavy on September and they're not really making a big, a lot of bones about it. Okay. All right. That's Jay's uh, not so hot take on Destiny 2 Warmind. And we're going to transition to a little bit of replay. Uh, so there was a game in 2016 called Titanfall 2 that Respawn Entertainment put out that was nominated for just about everything. It won a couple ty- won a couple things here and there, like best online multiplayer, you know, variety of different things like that. Uh, phenomenal game. It was critically extremely well well-received. Didn't have a lot of great sales numbers, basically it came out in the middle of like, uh, you know, like every Ops, other right? major yeah, yeah. came every, out at the same time. So they kind of got buried a little bit, but it was a phenomenal game. It was a really extraordinarily well done single, uh, single player campaign uh, that just garnered a lot of attention. And their multiplayer, which is actually still thriving, by the way, is really cool. You know, it's definitely, it's a combination of uh, a very mobile free run type shooter and a mech combat game. It sounds it's on, on the surface, it sounds too wildly the opposite ends of the spectrum spectrum in terms of um, when you're out of your mech, you, you, it's one of the more mobile shooters that is out there in terms of you know, the mo- the mobility options you have and how fast the game moves. And then you hop into the mech and it's a much more, you know, not plotting, but it's, it's slower, heavier, much more tactical combat two wildly different play styles that, that really work together real well, actually, like real well. So I wanted to replay that game. It's been, it'd been a while. And uh, believe it or not, what brought me back to it was God of War, because the, I think one of the things that truly makes God of War different, uh, 2018 God of War, is is how well-crafted that single-player campaign is. And, and I kind of miss that. There's been not a lot of games actually have that anymore. Everything's all about open world, this, that, and the other, like huge branching choices and all this other stuff. And, uh, and, and those are great. Those, those are all, those can be a lot of fun, but that superbly well, well put together campaign or, you know, story mode in, uh, or that is the mode in God of War kind of got me thinking. And, and you know, I, I wanted to go back and replay Titanfall two, which was a, is a very fun game, by the way. Just generally, it's a very fun game, but that single-player campaign is phenomenal, and I highly recommend it for anybody. And there's some pretty novel mechanics in there, um, but the 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 thing that kind of struck it, you know, while I was thinking about it, I happened to be browsing through the PlayStation Store on Friday. Titanfall 2 this weekend is on sale for $5.99, but can't really beat that. It's like the you know the super ultimate pack with all kind of different stuff that comes downloaded for $5.99. It's probably one of the best deals you're ever going to see in terms of like value for your money. So I bought a copy, got a copy for my son and it's, it's, it's just a, a ton of fun. So by the time you hear this podcast, that, that sale is probably over, but again, highly recommend that you, you go back and check it out. Um, Bait, Zell, have you guys ever tried Titanfall 2? Yeah, I, uh, I have it. And I started this, I played some multiplayer. I started the single player campaign, but didn't get very far. I think I got through one or two bosses. Yeah, Again. it's yeah. It's go, oh, ahead, go, go ahead. ahead. I'm sorry. No, 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 go ahead. No, no, I'm waiting on you, man. I was just gonna say that I I played the demo uh, when it came out. I played the shit out of one. I still have it installed on my Xbox. And I boot it up every now and then, and I'll play a couple of matches. Um, 
the the what little I did play though was was absolutely entertaining though. Um, the 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 mix of you know with the mechs and, and whatnot, and even the uh, uh, the the grunts or whatever, the little uh, PVE, if you will, is it, it's nice to have that in with the um, with with the actual players. So I, I think that's a mechanic I quite like. Yeah, I would say it's it was uh, it was definitely one of those kind of vehicle combat and you know human combat done well. Mm-hmm. And it was sort of you know one of the things we always used to joke about with Zell in terms of um, you know when we just played Dust Five One Four and you had like tanks in the game and and his hatred of tanks. The cool thing is you have it you have options to deal with mechs when you're on foot. Yes, that was like good options. And they, oh, by yeah. the way, mechs are are like like they will stomp you. They will like incinerate you with lasers they, they can straight up things. punch you out of midair and, and yeah yeah but, but 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 you have options yeah there's like you could jump on them and and you know so hold hard, oh hard in the back of them and yep. you know there you had weapons designed for for destroying them as well there was just you that greater mobility you could deal with it gave you a lot of a lot of ways to deal with it and is probably the best example of balanced vehicle versus anti-vehicle combat in a game I would definitely agree with that, by the way, uh, just in terms of like kind of how that how that sort of plays out. But that that's one of those games that, like you said, it came out in a very crowded window and it was exceptionally well done, like just really exceptionally well done as a game. And it's kind of a shame that Respawn didn't probably get the, you know, the financial props for it. Now, that being said, um, Respawn, a lot of we talked about this several months ago when we were raging on EA, but Respawn was bought by EA whole cloth. Uh, the entire studio was snapped up by EA and they, in like late 2017, somewhere around the November timeframe. And um, there was an announcement that they, that Respawn is working on another Titanfall property. And it's don't, they don't really know if it's quote unquote Titanfall three, or if it's just something in that game world, so to speak. Uh, but, but there was a, at least a, a a notice that uh, that there was a Titanfall property that they were kind of working on somewhere, which and, and honestly I really hope that they come out with something uh, because that that game was uh, got a little bit of a short shrift just in in terms of how it uh, how it came out, but great game, a lot of fun, and highly recommend it if you if you have it, it's probably worth playing it again just to kind of go through it, and if you do get get a hold of it, it in terms of the sale price. Telling you, five ninety nine, absolutely one hundred percent, cannot beat that. Can't beat it at all. Uh, so with that, that's a little bit about my Titanfall two remake, or, or not remake, but replay, so to speak. Um, and and it's just kind of a good example of sometimes it's good to go back and look at your library in terms of games you really enjoyed. Go back, see if they still hold up, and see if they kind of still attract you to whatever you know whatever it was that you liked about that game. Is it still there? Is it still viable based on uh, what's going on today? So, with that, unless there's any more thoughts on Titanfall 2, Batezel, any? Okay, okay. The game. I will turn this over to my man, Bate, who's going to talk about another game that's getting a replay, re- renew, or re-something. Yeah, so basically, uh, EVE Online is going to... They're, they're putting out their, uh, their spring patch, their big update for... Um, uh, May, so this is going to drop on uh, May 29th. So if you want, I guess it's a summer, a summer thing more than a spring thing. But regardless, um, as of today, the 20th, um, all of this is on the test server, uh, so you can go you can check it all out. Um, but I don't know how we hadn't talked about it before. So the the new expansion is called uh, Into the Abyss, and what CCB is aiming to do with this one is to uh, target. People who uh, who play solo, right? Um, so there's going to be uh, these these new pockets, these new new encounters uh, in what they're calling abyssal dead space. So what these pockets are going to do is they're going to introduce everybody to uh, to this advanced civilization that they're dubbing the Tri Triglavian Collective. Um, and, and you know, lore-wise, I think they're like some stupid advanced uh, civilization that's you know uh, light years beyond what's in New Eden right now. So there's your there's your lore. Um, so when you run the sites, um, I believe you're just killing a bunch of rats. 
uh, as per the usual. Um, and then the, the loot. Hey, hey, um, just but, real quick, can you explain what you mean when you say run the sites and, and you're dealing with rats real quick? Okay, so uh, if you've ever played any MMO, this, this shouldn't be a new concept, but um, you're, you're, when you're going to warp into the site, uh, I believe they have to be scanned down, so you'll um, so you'll get your uh, get some probes uh, and a probe launcher and scan them down uh, all over space. I believe is is where they're going to spawn. Uh, you'll go in and uh, and you'll be attacked uh, by NPCs. So you'll kill the NPCs um, and then and then loot the uh, loot the the treasure can essentially. Um, and so in these cans, uh, you're going to get some uh, some multi plasmids. Uh, which basically you'll be able to use to uh, RNG the fuck out of some modules, um, and you'll be able to, to boost some stats um, on on any module as as far as uh, I'm aware. So that's anything from T1, uh, from Tech One, all the way up to your officer modules. Um, and so you could have good results, obviously. Um, some of those might might be you know you're going to get like decreased uh, CPU or power grid. Um, uh, or um, uh, let's say uh, a decreased activation time for a module, um, uh, or increased rep amount for you know your armor reppers or whatnot. So it could be good or it could be bad. So you might have some modules that will increase your activation time, um, or or uh, increase your uh, PG or CPU or, or all kinds of other um, other things. So you could have a mix of of a little bit of good and a little bit of bad. So it's going to make for some really interesting modules, but it is RNG, and your modules will um, will be destroyed after you put them in. So you might want to might want to be careful with uh, with what you put in. Um, I've heard a couple of instances of some uh, some officer modules being uh, destroyed on the uh, test server and getting some really bad returns. So that's been really interesting to to read on the Reddit. Um, so uh, along with um, uh, these multi-plasmids, this RNG element uh, that they're adding in, you're going to be able to pick up some, uh, some BPCs uh, that you'll be able to use to make uh, three new ships. Uh, you're going to get the, um, the Demovic, which is the frigate. A BPC is a blueprint, is that right? Yes, yeah, yeah, it's a blueprint. It's the consumable bl blueprint, so it has a certain number of runs as opposed to your BPOs, uh, which have infinite runs. Um, I assume the O and the C stands for original and consumable. Um, in my mind, that makes sense. Original copy. We copy. have blueprint okay. originals and blueprint copies. Thank you, Zell. You're so smart. Yep, yep. Uh, so your copies are going to have obviously a limited number of runs, and I think these are going to have yeah, these are going to have a limited number of runs. Um, so you're going to have a frigate, a cruiser, and a battleship, the Demovic, the Vedemac, and the Lashak, uh, respectively. And the, the the big thing with these ships. Uh, is this new this new weapon system uh, that CCP is introducing, and uh, it's the uh, entropic disintegrators. It's basically the dust laser rifle. So they're going to have no fall off, um, but they are going to have an optimal uh, uh, range. So it, there won't be a limit to how far out they can shoot. If I'm understanding it correctly, I don't do turrets. So um, and then uh, your optimal is you know where you about want to be. Uh, so if you get outside of the optimal, they're going to turn off and they're going to discharge. Um, but if you stay within your range, uh, then essentially they're going to do 50% greater damage than the initial activation damage once they quote unquote heat up. So it's it's a a building uh, damage increase. Um, so yeah, and then another small thing, but also uh, kind of kind of important, uh, especially if you do if you live in a wormhole. Uh, or even the NullSec, um, planetary interaction is going to get a much, much needed update. Uh, currently, right now, setting up PI is the worst thing in the world. Um, so there are going to be some indicators that are going to pop up uh, when some of your nodes aren't fully set up. Um, and then you'll be able to pin stuff um, to planets, which will make it easier to, to drop multiple nodes of the same type. Um, I assume that means so that you can get nice, perfect straight lines and whatnot, uh, so you're not wasting um, uh, PG and CPU between your uh, between your links. Um, and then they're going to have this uh, MPE, if you will, which will show you the ins and outs of using the different um, facilities and launch pads and whatnot. 
um, which will be good because then I, I don't think it will make it the worst thing in the world. Because um, right now PI is just like it's there, and you put some stuff down, and if you set it up right, you're going to get some passive money. Um, but hopefully this will make it um, easier to understand uh, for for everybody. So so that that's much needed, and all this is going to come out on the uh, the 29th of of May. That sounds like is that like uh, you said that was a seasonal type uh, update. Is that pretty normal on this schedule? I, how often a, a year do they put something like this out? They actually changed their uh, their update cycle um, or their their release cycle uh, from like I think it was once a year um, to uh, I think were they doing like four major, if you will, expansions. Um, and, yeah, well, yeah. well, I can't remember. When was the last time they did like a naming expansion like this? It's been a while. It was no, it was the Citadel update. So it was like it was like December or something. Of was that that recent? Twenty sixteen. That's yeah, that's years ago. <laughs> well, I mean, it's what like a year. It's, yeah, it's, it's like two thousand eighteen day. Yeah, so it's like a, it's like a year and year and a couple. Two, two thousand sixteen, two year, two is two years ago. Because it it used to be that they did uh they used to do an exp- what they actually called an expansion every six months and and that I was, was, was m- mediocre. Yeah, it was. Okay. Yeah, so this is like. And now it's like every two years. Unless my math is or my memory serves me incorrectly. Your memory seems... very clearly serves you incorrectly. No, we can tell. tell. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that that seems like too, like too no that that's not that much. Okay. That was, no, yeah, it, it's okay. It's okay, man. Uh, I, I, I was just I was kind of curious how often they were just updating the game. That's all. well. I mean, it, it seems like that it, it's it's getting updated fairly regularly. Um, there, there's a I think balance passes go through every three months or something. It seems so. Go to updates.eveonline.com. Uh, for all of your um, to answer all these questions, I don't clearly know the answer to. <laughs> nah, it's it's no problem. I will definitely check it out. So that's that is one of the things we do cover on the show is uh, is a little bit of CCP Eve Online type stuff. Since that's that really that brought a lot of us together originally for the uh, you know putting this podcast together. Even though I I don't really play Eve anymore, uh, Jake. I don't I don't. Re- Zell, I don't know if you do or not. I don't. I'm not sure Pokey does either. I'm. Uh, I'm currently subscribed. Um, I uh, there. There was uh, what was it? There was the uh, anniversary event, and they were giving away like a ton of ships if you were subscribed. And I was like, and oh, there, was, okay. there was a there was a deal for like twenty bucks for three months, and I'm like, eh, why not? I'll pad out the the skill rating on my character in case I ever come back and pick up the the anniversary stuff and. I did some uh, some of the I hadn't actually done the new project discovery before um, with the uh, the looking for uh, extra solar planets bit. So I, I've jumped in and done a, a, a little of that, which is kind of fun. You get to play with graphs, basically. Um, cool stuff. That's cool. That's, yeah, I mean, they, they definitely you know, that that is very much a niche MMO game, but they do a great job of keeping it alive, you know, to some degree, uh, you know, surprisingly so. Yeah, yeah, my uh, my problem and the reason I can't really play too much is that uh, my my main character and my stuff is uh, is in an old uh, my old Nullsack home, uh, which has long since been overrun. So actually, one of the things I'm looking forward to is I bait. Do you know is this part of this that they're they're, they're finally fine. cutting over all the stations to the new new model? Oh shit! Yeah, they're doing that. So um, all of your bosses, if I'm not mistaken, are going to get. Um turned over into uh outposts outposts or something yeah and there's a um there's a there's a conversion chart online i totally forgot about that until you said something yeah um, because so the the big issue is that up until now all of the old um facilities that people built with their big giant alliances they were permanent they weren't destructible in any way you could flip them to your your team but once they were there they were there um and uh, once they convert them over to citadels and stuff, they will be destroyable, and and the assets in them will will fall into asset safety. Um, and and I've been waiting for that for a long time because to be honest, I don't really expect to get my stuff out any other way. 
um, except to wait until they blow up the station that I'm in because I don't I don't think anyone uses it anymore. Uh, so I I suspect it will get blown up in some way once you can blow them up um, or otherwise remove them. Yeah, so basically they're being turned into um, faction fortazars. So um, all of your all of your outposts, um, every single outpost and conquerable station will be converted into an upgrade faction fortazar during downtime on June fifth. Um, so the once there's there's no more of these these faction fortazars are going to be added after that time. Um, so. Uh, once the the outpost and the uh, all the conquerable stuff and uh, null is converted to these uh, citadels, um, they're going to enter a temporary invulnerability mode, and then on the seventh, uh, structures are going to go back into their normal shield vulnerable state, um, and then I believe you will be able to blow them up. So yeah, that's a big exciting deal. Okay, so. Sounds like there is a a significant update in uh, Eve Online, and again, they they do keep these to keep that game pretty well pretty well updated. Uh, there will always be always be debates about like do do certain pl- camps of players prefer the update or not. It's one of those I just I just appreciate the fact that they they that somebody's keeping a game like that updated. Uh, so other than that, uh, any other closing thoughts on that bait? Uh, no, not really. Okay. Well, I think that actually covered quite a bit of what we had on the uh, on the agenda tonight, folks. So uh, we're probably going to move right into shout outs and uh, maybe take a look at some of the, the things we're going to do in the future uh, for some future topics. If anybody out there has any ideas for future topics they would like us to cover, you can always hit us up on Twitter, uh, which is, is pretty simple. You can find me at Jason Larison uh, on Twitter and Zell, you can find him at OCD Trekkie. Uh, Bait, what was your Twitter handle again, brother? Oh, shit, what is my Twitter handle? Uh, Bryce, Bryce underscore G71. Yep, that's it. I, so I, know, I, know, his, remember. I know his Twitter handle better than he does. That's because I only ever Apparently. On Twitter. I don't ever tweet stuff on Twitter. Yeah, well, so, again, we're always looking for suggestions on uh, on topics and things like that, but we had a little bit shorter show tonight, but, like I said, pretty dense. There was a lot of stuff we wanted to cover real quick. Uh, so I think we've got that. So shout outs for tonight. Um, I am shout going out, to give my shout out to, uh, wide open West, which is my new internet provider, uh, because I have 500 meg internet speed, which is insane and fantastic. Ah, that's the first time that Zell ever jumped into a shout out and I asked for bait. So, so that, that was pretty, pretty impressive. I'm usually first, and I don't understand why. Like you, you made me last ever on everything. Introductions to t- today. It was very confusing. I apologize for uh, for breaking the uh, breaking the the vibe. So on that note, bait shout out, bro. Well, first I can't believe that Zell is in fucking Chicago and doesn't have like gigabit internet. Just have had it's available. I, I'll be honest. So the gigabit's available, and and um. With this internet provider, I used to have 150, and uh, these guys have gigabit, but it was like you could order the 500 meg online, but you had to call them to order gig. So in proper antisocial fashion, I ordered 500 meg. <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. Well, anyway, everybody's got new internet. Uh, Bait, did you give us a shout out? Or no, you just of it no, I was just giving Zell a hard time. So, uh, my shout out is going to go to well, the new Call of Duty uh, got a release date uh, really? the other day. Yes, it did. Um, it's coming out October twelfth, and um, they kind of released a little bit more um, uh, details uh, about Black Ops Four. Um, there's stuff that we talked about. Um, I think when the rumors first came up, but they confirmed. Um, a lot of it, which uh, is interesting, and it has me kind of like, eh. But I'm gonna, I'm, I'm willing to give it a shot. So, about the Call of Duty, I guess. Okay. Yeah. I mean, the only thing I'm tracking right now about that is that there is, uh, okay. there's, there's gonna, gonna be a battle royale mode, and there is no single player campaign whatsoever. Uh, because the battle royale is taking, uh, taking its place. Um, which is which so is- weird. It, 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 it's going to be really weird to not have a Call of Duty game, or to have a Call of Duty game that doesn't have a campaign. Um, but, like I said, I'm willing to give it a try. 
Um, I, I, I am kind of curious to see how they're going to deal with uh, vehicles. Uh, the Battle Royale is going to have, they said, land, air, and sea vehicles. So that'll be interesting to see how they how they tackle that. If I'm not mistaken, it'll be the first Call of Duty to have vehicles that you can like uh, operate in in that kind of sense. That's not like part of a score streak or something. Um, so uh-huh. that'll be interesting. Oh, and uh, another uh, interesting item on on Black Ops Four because they've already made the uh, the icon for it. Is yeah, on PC, like... Black Ops Four is gonna uh, continue Activision's new trend of uh, of uh, buddying up with Blizzard for for the launcher. Uh, so Black Ops Four on PC is gonna be through the Blizzard, Blizzard launcher instead of instead of your that. other platforms. Yeah, so much like EA decided, you know, a couple years back to say screw you, Steam, we're gonna we're gonna launch our own launcher. Activision was like, well. Blizzard already has a launcher and we own them, so we're just gonna start using the Blizzard launcher and and go exclusive on our games to our our launcher. So, you know, it cuts out Steam. I'm sure gets a really nice hefty cut of of everything sold through them. So, uh, you know, these big companies are are obviously continuing to to kind of move towards dropping them. That should be pretty interesting. Um. Okay, so my shout-out, I'll throw a shout-out to all the folks that made the Deadpool 2 movie. Really enjoyed that. Had a had a lot of fun with that. A lot, a lot of fun with that. And uh, my secondary shout-out is to anybody going to E3. Uh, I'm always interested to hear what you get to say, to hear what the, you know, the developers have to say and what kind of surprises they like to drop, things like that. Uh, if there's one thing that I really want to see coming out of E3 is I want some some hardcore details and a date on uh, CD Projekt Red's uh, Cyberpunk 2077. Okay, I think that about does it for the show tonight, guys. Uh, we really appreciate everybody tuning in and hopping on to, hopping on to uh, iTunes or your your uh, podcast service of choice and downloading us. We really do appreciate it. And again, it's always a lot of fun to get together and you kind of kick kick it around some nerd stuff and some game stuff with friends uh, on the weekend. So again, thanks for listening to the Biomass Podcast. And we hope to see you again later. Peace out. Peace out.